we've got these third party effects uh, and that needs to be um, internalised into the market somehow, whether that's CO2 release, whether that's the cost of um, people's view being blocked, all those sorts of examples that I've started to introduce. Uh, and in, in simple terms, we're, we're into an equation, economists like equations, don't they? It's one of their lenses of, of, of analysis. There are other ways, you can look at events, you look at the structures, you look at agents, you look at people. Um, but here, if we look at in through the lens of a, an equation, you've got an internal cost, which is the cost of the firm. So if you're um, flying, uh, if you're an airline, for instance, and you're, you're flying people, you've got costs of planes to purchase, the maintenance, crew, all those sorts of things. They're just sort of internal costs to the firm. But there's these external costs, these social environmental costs, you know, the additional carbon to, to, that's going to have an impact on your eye, the sea level rise, etc., etc. So it's these external costs that need to be um, internalized. You know. And from a, say, from a built environment perspective, I'm just sort of going down the, uh, the airline um, train of thought is, you know, where a third runway or a fourth runway or a fifth run runway is being put forward, there's more noise, for instance, so there's sort of social considerations that people um, won't like. So one way to economically internalise that is compensate the people who live near that airport, for instance, to make them internalise and pay for that. And, yeah, we'll use examples when we get and talk more in depth in sort of uh, measurement, cost-benefit analysis. Uh, there's, there's, say, the bypass example. Um, you compensate people uh, who are who are near the bypass because they've lost the visual, uh, you know, they've lost their view um, uh, and additional noise. Or there might be ways, you know, to internalise that. You know, building soundproof walls and, and you know, other ways to to, to internalise that, or actually compensate people. So hopefully you see those two subtle differences in that equation is what it will cost you know, in that bypass example, the, the firm to actually buy the tarmac, buy the engineers, you know, build the road, but they're also going to have to deal with these um, external costs, people that are affected in a third party way, um, which could be those um, getting more noise, etc. we just talked about. So social, environmental, external costs, and that will, that will equate to being the full cost. So that's a nice simple way in which we can start to, to frame uh, these externalities. We're dealing with the cost of free environmental resources, and I use that example of fresh water. If you've found a spring somewhere, um, uh, or um, fresh air, for instance, as, as an example, uh, we can start to see how all that this builds into some of the models. Um, so here um, we use uh, energy as an example. You know, um, yeah, the needs by populations mean that energy firms are significant contributors to both internal and external costs. Uh, nuclear power plant example here, you know, internalizing the costs will be both direct and indirect. Um, so these are sort of in-firm, these are that, um, internal, internally to the firm, things of actually producing uranium for instance will be like those internal direct costs. Uh, but there's going to be internal um, direct, uh, indirect costs as well, things like heat, light, you know, these sorts of um, extra additional um, uh, costs that a firm are going to be borne uh, in an indirect way, uh, not just direct in terms of the, the uranium that's, that's used in the nuclear power plant. So those two uh, two points there are basically sort of arguing um, what putting forward what the internal um, cost can be as direct and indirect. And that would be, again, classic firm-related economic studies of, of, of uh, what a firm would consider in terms of its bottom line. Um, but, but here, some of the di indirect, uh, some of the direct costs will be external costs, um, and these are going to be the third-party effects, the 
we start to introduce the various examples here, uh, we can say that um, the, the external cost from this is the, um, the impact in terms of uh, radiation, for instance, on, on those that might be affected by the production of um, uh, nuclear power. Um, so what we're seeing in terms of uh, when we do cost-benefit analysis further down the line, you've got to identify what the cost is first of all. So if the cost is, you know, the cost on society through ill health, for instance, we can maybe measure that in terms of, you know, hospital visits, um, cost of life, for instance, if it's really acute um, that we talked about before. So there's ways in which you can start to identify some of these external costs, measure them, and put value on them. Um, even to the point where we can you know, put a price on life, which would be a critique of economics. That, but I think it'd be fair to say that we can, you know, start to put value on life. And when we enter the world of actuaries, you know, when you're likely to die, when you or I are likely to die, increased amounts of cancers, all those sorts of things, they can be economically modelled in quite a sort of a, a morbid and macabre way. But hopefully, you can see that how these external costs can be could be identified in certain circumstances. So how do you internalize that? Well, some of the storage of nuclear waste can be um, internalized if it's um, uh, put in some sort of safe dis disposal, sort of um, you know, very, um, I don't know, yeah. however the environmental science works in terms of ensuring that it's of, uh, not to detriment to, to health. That could be the way, you know, the cost to do that. Um, is, is going to be the internalizing of that external cost. So with this energy example, we've got the indirect, you know, the processing cost to create that energy, but then there's all this environmental cost as well. And you can measure it and, and, and apply it. So hopefully you're still with me in terms of, you know, that's a nice neat way you can, can apply the nuclear example to the external costs as well as the internal costs. But the big but is that Externalities is, is partly market failure. That's an important thing because you can't always internalize everything. You know, the half-life of nuclear material is never going to fully dissipate, is it? So you can never fully internalize everything. Some would argue you could. You know, it depends on the particular item you're looking at. But um, because of that, uh, we, we can say that, um, we're seeing some aspects of market failure here. And we'll talk a bit more about the different types of market a minute. I just at the start talked about inefficiencies, uh, you know, supply not meeting demand, say that housing example, but this idea that you can't always internalize everything. So it's um, that's what you know, makes this um, an, more of an emerging and, and important um, part of economics. Um, as um, land gets more degraded, carbon gets released into the atmosphere and the effects of climate change increase. Um, yeah, the economic effects of climate change increase as well. Um, so we get to this sort of um, idea that um, some things are just not priced into the into the market, <coughs> and hence um, um, it can't be internalised. Yeah, there's some things that just can't a value can't be placed on it. You can just I was just about making that argument that we've got a price on life, but that's never going to be fully there, is it? <laughs> so that's why we have to sort of yeah make that extra leap to try and. Um, um, deal with unpriced 